Hello and welcome to Three Non-Benders. I'm your host, Tim Lawson, and if I were a bender, I would be an airbender because I probably wouldn't figure out my reasons for being a bender until the moment and then I'd like improvise and I'd like do it super well. I'm joined, as usual, by my co-hosts, <laughs> Rachel and Marissa. I am Marissa. I'm here. If I were a bender, uh -huh. I would be a waterbender because I do just fine breathing out of my gills. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rachel. If I were a bender, I would be an earth bender because I like big rocks and I cannot lie. So, we are here today to talk about animals. Animals. Animals in Avatar The Last Airbender. We are joined by an animal. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's quite comforting, actually. Yeah, Tim's yeah. dog is here. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's um, not in the room. We were gonna have him in the room. He seemed to want to hang out with my roommate more than he wanted to hang out with us. <laughs> Unfortunate, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, good for them. Yeah. I'm in it for the B story. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what's much of Avatar. I'm in mm -hmm. it for the B story. <laughs> okay, so what did... I wrote, like, a ton of notes, and the first bullet point I had is hybrids. Yes, that is that is how they work. The only animals we don't get that are, like, we don't get hybridified or whatever is uh, Bosco the bear, and okay. then there's, like, a cat, and then I think all the messenger hawks are just, like, regular birds. Oh, yeah. Are they oh. part messenger, part hawk? No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Am I wrong? No, I, I am wrong. Like I feel like the rules of Pokemon apply, like, decently well to Avatar. Explain. <laughs> Nothing further beyond that. No, I that. won't. <laughs> I'm just, just thinking about it off the top of my head, like... Animals are shown to have beyond normal reasoning powers, mm, you yes. know? Animals mm -hmm. are shown to have a fundamental connection with knowing who's good and who's evil. Oh, true. You know? They're kind of spiritual, Ooh, would you yeah. say? Don't yeah. even get me started mm -hmm. on that fucking... We're gonna be explicit, kids. Uh, <laughs> on the guy in the library, the owl, owl that turns into, like, a super owl. Okay, well, he was terrifying. straight up a spirit. Yeah. He was straight up a spirit, mm -hmm. but I have a question for you guys. So we do get a lot of animals... And a lot of spirits, and some of which are both. And you get the sense that, like, animals are more spiritual generally. Like, obviously, mm -hmm. avatars have a spiritual connection with their animal guide. But then we mm -hmm. go into the... Uh, at one point, when Aang goes into the spirit world, I think it's in the um, Siege of the North episodes, he interacts with just, like, a baboon just hanging out there. Like, we know that animals and spirits are connected in a way, but I want to know what is the line between when you would consider something an animal versus when you could, would consider something a spirit. It's really hard because, question. so, we brought up in our pre-recordings that uh, <laughs> there was a theory that Momo was a reincarnation of Monkey Atso. Yeah. So if you're saying that, like, Momo is a perfect division of animal and spirit. Right. Also, Momo would be the dopest pet to have. It's just a snuggly little yeah. thing with big oh, yeah. ears that crawls upon you. Wham. And he's like, hello, come snuggle. And he's like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> That was a really good impression oh, of Momo. That was excellent. Can you do that again? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think it's a good point to bring up because then when we see animals who then go to the spirit world, which like that implies some sort of like spiritual being. But yeah, yeah when animals are in the spirit world, mm -hmm. you're like, maybe do animals just have enhanced power here? I mean, do we see any of the animals that we know are animals, such as Momo or Appa, go to the spirit world? No, but do we not. see Roku's dragon. And Although like, Roku's dragon is, like, dead. Yeah, true. Because also, like, that's another mm -hmm. question. Like, when you go into the spirit world, like, what happens? Or how do you get in there with your physical body? And, like, do you have to die? Like, because Roku's dragon is obviously dead, so he's mm -hmm. in the spirit world. But if we believe that Monkey Atso was reincarnated into Momo, 
Like, then, mm-hmm. is Monkeyatsu's spirit inside Momo, or is it, like, in the spirit world somewhere? The animals mm-hmm. have more agency, like you were saying. Like, it's beyond personification, because, mm-hmm. like, a lot of people, like, can personify into animals, no problem, and that's why they're, like, humorous and wonderful to watch. Mm-hmm. But we have a whole episode that carries an emotional arc about Appa and, like, the emotions that Appa's experiencing. So I think that I don't know that animals and spirits are all, like, different or if there's any, like, crossover between them, which I think there is, but I think they're on the same level of importance as spirits within the series. Yeah, I feel like they're the most spiritual beings you get besides, mm-hmm. like, the Avatar. Yeah, because yeah. the, um, the people learned from the animals. They observed how the animals interacted with the world, and then that's how we got bending. Actually, just before we recorded this podcast, we watched the Cave of Two Lovers episode, which is your first introduction to the badger moles, and you actually see them bend, like, you see them push their, like, big paws together to, like, bend the cave walls closed, and we had just gotten the story about how they created the underground tunnels by learning from the badger moles how to earthbend so the two lovers could meet each other. And so, like, the physical, like, watching the badger moles, like, physically bend, mm-hmm. you sort of get that later with the dragons as well, where you watch the dragons, like, the dance that they do yeah. to teach Zuko and Aang. Yeah. Yeah, we get all of mm-hmm. the origin stories of bending, and this is, like, the origin of earthbending, which is so dope to come into at the top of season two, mm-hmm. before we meet Toph, before we really see Aang earthbend, and we experience that through badger moles and some dope nomads. When does, when does Toph come in? She's, I mean, I think, I think the next, not the next episode after the Cave of Two Lovers, but the following one, they go to the swamp, I'm pretty sure, and he sees his, like, vision vision or whatever. Um, I also wanted to talk about Toph. That's a great segue, because she's the only character in the series that has a last name, and it's an animal. It, like, or, I don't know if it's an animal, or if, like, her family sigil is the animal. Mm-hmm. Whoa. This is like this is a crazy segue. Let me like rewind so we can bring that up later. But I she's the only bring it one up. with a last name. She's the only Zuko one. Zuko doesn't name. have no, a last name. No, I think that's name. a perfect time to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Toph is the only one with a last I'm name. Shook. And her like family has a sigil, which is the flying boar, which I have thought about, and like almost all the animals in Avatar are hybrids, mm-hmm. and the flying boar obviously like is a boar with wings, but like if you think about the expression, like when pigs fly. I just think it's very interesting that, like, an American expression that means to be, like, something is very unlikely to happen or will never happen. And then this blind girl is the Avatar's earthbending teacher, and she's a master at earthbending, and she will go on to invent her own type of bending. She'll be a legend, essentially, and she's 12. Mm -hmm. I just thought that that was an interesting, like, mark for her to have this, like, strange connection to uh, an expression that, like, even as kids watching the show, we knew. Earthbending's kind of got it going on with the dope ladies who are, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. And they have a queen instead of a king. Well, they They do. They Mm -hmm. no. That's in Korra. Korra. A little show called Korra. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't heard of it. I've had so many just angry thoughts about Korra in this episode. I just feel like they totally erased the whole like learning from animals thing. We'll talk about it. Yeah. I found a dope timeline Mm -hmm. online that actually has like some weird explanation of that. So. I'll, we'll bring it up. It's canon. It's canon. Yeah. We'll, we'll accept whatever we want. No, but I see. I definitely see that criticism. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, where were we? What were we talking about? Oh, Toph. I talked about animals Toph. and the boar. So yeah, so she has the <laughs> flying. She has the flying boar sigil. I think a lot of the other characters have animals associated with them. Obviously, the Avatar has their animal guide. So, like, what do we learn in the series about the animal companions for our avatars? 
I guess. Mm -hmm. It seems at first to me that, like, it's the animal that you, like, is associated with teaching your society to bend. Like, the buffalo taught the airbenders how to airbend, and the dragons taught the firebenders how to firebend, and Roku has a dragon, Aang has Appa, so it would lead you to believe that it's all that way, but waterbenders have two spirit fish. Yeah. So what their, their, like, pet would be, like, a fish. <laughs> like, that's really gonna help you. <laughs> it's a Magikarp. <laughs> oh my God. Once you master all four elements, it, like, turns yeah. into a Gyarados, and then you're like, finally, you're useful. <laughs> but until then, you just have to keep it in a bowl while you travel. <laughs> you just have to yeah. carry it. <laughs> yeah, dude, we should talk about that. Let's talk about why waterbending has two fish. Like, yeah. it really, you know, I, I feel like there's a reason for an absence of an animal in the sense of water. And I'm just, like, wondering what that would be. Is it because yeah. water is, like, already an untamable creature? Like, what is the implication? There's a lot of wolf imagery. Mm-hmm. Well, I had um, a... I read a theory online that the animal guide for the Avatar is, like, like there are some animals that have a higher probability of being an animal's... an animal guide to the Avatar. Oh, and cool. So they suggested that, that the polar bear dog had a high probability of being a waterbender's Companion. animal guide. Mm-hmm. And obviously, since the other three have, like, real animals that are, like, around, those have higher probabilities, but it's mm-hmm. not, like, a sure thing whether or not the bending animal will be the animal guide. I think that the water tribe doesn't have an animal guide or doesn't have a um, bending animal is, like, oh, something that makes the water tribe unique. It doesn't break any consistency laws for me or anything like mm-hmm. that because... Each element has something that, like, makes them totally unique in their society different from other societies. And it right. makes sense that, like, if animals are spiritual and bending, you know, is something that you learn from animals or that you learn mm-hmm. from the spirits, it makes sense that there would be a spirit outlier. Yeah, totally. But, no, I think it's tight. It has its own mythology. Like, it's a sound. Like, the yin and yang thing they did with the koi mm-hmm. fish, I think it's perfect. And I loved the imagery that it evoked of, yeah. like, the, um, when Zhao kills one of them, like, because it's yes. the only time we actually see people, like, dead in Avatar, and, like, granted, like, a moon spirit comes back down and, like, magic happens. But, like, that fish but, is actually the first character we see die. Yeah, and they show it on screen. And moments later, you will, you, Yue? Yue? Don't like, know how to pronounce her name. She like I've watched so many animes and I still don't know. Dies. She like commits suicide. Yeah. Who? She's like Yue, the princess who becomes the moon spirit. Yeah, that's right. It's crazy because she has a spiritual bond though. Her relationship to the moon is probably akin to not Aang's relationship with Appa, but probably more Aang's relationship with Momo. If we're going off of the like spirits theory. Mm-hmm. Also, um, side note, Momo can see Aang when he's in, like, spirit limbo. Momo um, can see Aang when he's in the spirit world? Yeah, they still, like, I think he, like, follows him off. Wh- Did I make episode? that up? Oh, when he's mm-hmm. on the lion turtle, he follows him. Yeah, but... But I don't think that's mm-hmm. the spirit world. No, I'm thinking about the episode with Heibai, maybe. I truly don't remember, but I believe you if that happened. Yeah. I think I think Momo flies out to the, um, bear statue with him. I believe I would believe mm-hmm. that Momo would have that power because he's Monkeyato. Can monks go to the spirit world? Monks go to the spirit world all the damn time. <laughs> I think that's I their whole that's their whole thing. <laughs> they have a thing. I think it's a square rectangle situation. Like not all monks can go, go to the, the spirit, spirit world, world, but all spirit worlds have been visited by monks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm following. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's basic geometry. <laughs> 
Yue being like in tune with the fact that she her like her life was given to her by the moon spirit and then she sees the moon spirit die she's like I guess I gotta give up my life for this moon spirit like it yeah. was just a visual physical confirmation that like spirituality exists in this world I think that's probably what I love about its connection with bending and its connection with the animals and the animals being like a little bit more sentient and more like having an effect like they want to fight for the balance as much as the avatar does which mm-hmm. is probably why he like has an animal companion but like i feel like it's more like the avatar or the animals take on the personality of their people right like the fire nation animals aren't dicks to the fire nation they like act like fire nation people i mean the animals are like terrestrial one so like you get what not terrestrial but like terrain based terrain oh, like you yeah. have different terrestrials mm-hmm. wrong all of them are terrestrial they're all on the earth <laughs> but um <laughs> but yeah no i actually had some notes about how appa represents ang's specific personality i just have a lot of feelings about how about, about what appa gives to ang as his animal guide and how like that relates to the personality of ang so anyways so i wrote down a couple things about how Appa is the getaway car. Tim, you have voiced that a couple oh, of times yeah. about oh, Appa. Yeah. He's like the car from Harry Potter. Yeah, in this world, Appa is the getaway car, but I think that him being the getaway car is kind of representative of something that Aang is really fond of doing, which is evading conflict. Yeah. So yeah. Appa flies He's in. Yeah, Appa flies in and effectively saves the day and do and does what like Aang one didn't plan from the beginning because he just sort of improvises everything. And to what he most needs at any given moment, which is to escape. What's more important to an airbender than, like, being able to get out of a situation quickly, like, without much effort? That's all airbenders do all day, every day. And we, like, really, really feel his loss at Ba Sing Se because of that. Because, like, Ba Sing Se is inescapable. And Appa's, yeah. like, not around to provide an escape. Not to mention that Appa is, like, a living relic the same way that Aang and Momo also are. I guess not Momo, like... It gets that the implication is like there are more of those lemurs out mm-hmm. there. But we get but... the idea that all of the sky bison are also extinct. Which is another parallel as to how the element is related not just to, like the people around it, but also like the creatures in that area mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. evolved to interact with the elements the same way that people did. Which is probably why, like Tim, you were saying that they adopt the personalities of the like worlds that they're in or the nations mm-hmm. that they're in. Mm-hmm. But I would. I would, like, rather separate out the nation itself and, like, put it towards region because, Mm -hmm. like, obviously animals have no nations necessarily, but you're right, like, they do have the same characteristics as the people who inhabit those places, probably because they all worked with the same element. Mm -hmm. Not that all animals can bend, but I think We don't know that they can't. We don't know that they can't, and it's all Mm -hmm. sort of the same continuum. Yeah. Going off of what you just said, I feel like... It's really interesting to have Sokka with so much wolf imagery because if waterbenders established their relationship to their element and their surroundings through their observation of the moon, mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting to think that the non-benders and the warriors of the water tribe observed the way that the animals observed the moon and oh. then adopted their, like... <gasps> Like their oh, integration into yeah. water I love that. tribe culture. Yeah. 
um, through wolves and moons and things. I absolutely love that, especially mm-hmm. because Sokka falls in love with Yue and like yeah. it, that's, mm-hmm. that like haunts him for the rest of his life. Yeah. It's the foundation of, like, a lot of his emotional arc. Man, Mm -hmm. imagine if your ex was the moon. (laughs) (laughs) It would be the best story. Never getting rid of them, though. Oh, I wanted to talk about what you were saying about Appa giving Aang exactly what he needs Mm -hmm. in any given situation, and then that's a part of the reason we feel that loss. Like, I have to believe that Appa has some sort of higher intelligence and, like, Mm -hmm. has agreed to this union mm-hmm. because Appa's life is on the line as much if not more than Aang's life is. That's Always. true. Aang, and he, but mm-hmm. Appa, Appa knows though. There have been times when no one's on Appa and Appa just like does the thing and Appa could have like dipped and gone to like <laughs> summer camp if he wanted to. It's true. Yeah. I want to I wanna think more about the times now I'm gonna like when we rewatch think about the times that Appa just is like nope I'm staying put. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, why those situations, like... Yeah. Like, are those random? Is that just based off of Appa's mood swings? Or does Appa have some sort of, like, spiritual inkling of, like, we should stay put? Yeah. Like, yeah. I know you want to run, but <laughs> I let you do it all the time. But, like, listen, this time we stay put. You know? Yeah. Any more notes? I was wondering why there are two giant sea serpents. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> There's two of them. Like, are there a whole bunch of medium sea serpents and they have to fight it out? Like, and only saw them grow so big. And there are some tiny serpents. Maybe these two serpents are lovers. <gasps> are they in the same lake? No, man. No. They're both very separated. One's in a bay and one's at a pass. But, like, how did there come to be two of them? I wonder if there are just more. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe there's I mean, one in every ocean. Yeah. That's true. You know, one dominates the ocean. Science and... hasn't ruled out the Loch Ness, you mm-hmm. know? Like, these could be... <laughs> that's Yeah, that's what I reality. hear. <laughs> the Unagi plays a hugely crucial role in the episode where we meet the Kyoshi warriors. Like, the Unagi is part of the reason yeah. that Kyoshi warriors, who are, like, designed to fight stayed out of a war for so long. Yeah, like, they right. literally didn't have to leave and no one was getting past the Unagi. Right. Well, what does the what animal does the Fire Nation use? They, I mean, they use the rhinos, They right? have those um, eel hounds. Oh, those things are so cool, but mm-hmm. they don't ride into battle on those. No, those are for, like, stealth missions. Yeah, but they ride into battle on those rhinos, mm-hmm. which I don't know if they're combined with another animal, but... Ooh, can I make a pondering? Yeah. I would like to argue that, um, you know how we see, like, Kyoshi and it's, like, a weird bridge between earthbending and waterbending? I yeah. feel like the shearshoe, the, like, blind mm-hmm. mole thing that's in, like, Fire Nation territory forests mm-hmm. is, like, a hybrid animal of, like, the Earth Kingdom and the Fire Kingdom based on its, Ooh. like, where it is. I kind of like, like a mole thing, Oh, my God. Know? There's really interesting, like, animals that you see in other animal pairings. Like, I don't know specifically what the mole thing, like, what are the, I think one of them's probably, like, anteater and one of them's probably something else. Mm -hmm. But the, like, I was thinking about this with koalas because there's, like, a koala fish and then there's also a koala sheep. So. Oh, my God. So there could be a koala out there, like. Just get busy. There are many types of bear. Man, do you guys remember the owl had those helper dogs? Oh, that yeah. was the, the library think, owl, right? Yeah, the library owl, owl had those helper dogs. I read I that they the, were just straight up foxes, weren't they? Foxes, yeah. He said, like, foxy little 
spirit animals. So we're like, so foxes? <laughs> so just a regular fox. <laughs> I think that um, that the owl was based off of Athena, the Greek goddess. That's what I read on the mm. wiki. Oh, cool. It seems strange to have like a, because like he's in the library and that was Athena's animal, was owl. Even though, like, he's a barn owl, and barn owls are, like, really stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but he becomes that, yeah. like, swan creature. Oh, yeah. He, he messes like with some, you. Yeah, it's some Miyazaki shit. It was supposed to be to Athena, which is really strange, because the rest of it is, like, in Chinese. Oh, I would have preferred if that owl was a female voice. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's a yeah. dope episode, but, like, how... How dope would that episode be if it was a, a lady dub? I see that. Sick owl. <laughs> I mean, it's still a sick owl. It it's is. still a pretty sick yeah. owl. It's a really I like. Scary I really owl. like the foxes. Mm-hmm. They like go and fetch that bird shit. Do you have any other notes on animals? I I really don't. I really like those foxes. I also like the ferret creatures that we see mm-hmm. in that episode. They're like little desert ferrets that pop up and sing. Oh, the me. Yeah, ones. and I think they are like in one other spot. I really like them. I have one more thing. Yeah. Something something that I think is interesting about the animals that they learn bending from is all of them are in pairs except for air. You have the two dragons that we see. I think it's they're called like Khan and Ra or Sean and Ra Mm -hmm. or something like that. And then the two badger moles. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. you didn't have to have two badger moles. I guess it could yeah, but it was one. like two badger moles, two people. But it was like yeah. it came in a pair to, in mm-hmm. like the lore of the society. And then you have the two fish in the water tribe, but with sky bison, you just have the one sky bison. Like you never get a legend. There's never like a history of a pair going on there. Yeah, I don't know what that teaches us about air or about pairs or whatever. But I just thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Do we ever, like, see a flashback to Sky Bison times? I think the only one we see is in the, the not the Guru episode, but the Appa, Appa Alone. It's not called Appa, Appa Alone, Alone, but, like, yeah. it's his Appa, it's his Zuko Alone episode. Mm-hmm. And um, when he, it's his episode, um, which also, uh, the Humane Society gave an award to that episode, which is notable because it showed, like, animal cruelty. And mm-hmm. in his episode, I think we get a flashback to Aang thinking about Appa. Or Appa thinking mm-hmm. about Aang. That's right. There's, like, a few flashbacks. And then Aang also has one in a previous episode to meeting Appa. Yeah, and then we see a lot of baby ones in Korra. It's like, oh, you got me with the cute baby. <laughs> you didn't explain how they got there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is all we have today for the animals that I've charged a short episode today. Uh, you can find more episodes of these podcasts on 3nonbenders.com, 3 spelled the normal way. You can also find updates on our social media, 3nonbenders um, on Twitter and Tumblr, but 3 is with the number 3. Our absentee firebender and music composer is Isaac Gilbert, and we will see you next week. <laughs> also, I hear you should buy some blue apron, but we'll talk about that at a later <laughs> when date. When the time comes. <laughs> When you're ready. <laughs>